It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. What's going on, Bleeding Green Nation? Can you believe it? We have live football action coming tonight. Uh, My pants are off. I'm ready to go. I'm already drinking. I know uh, you guys probably are too, and we are pumped and ready that you are here on BGN Radio for an episode number 37 as we finally do our first preview show. We're going to have to dust off some cobwebs. We haven't done this in a while, but to help us out tonight, we have Lester A. Filtfong Jr. Excuse me, Lester. Uh, from Windy City Gridiron to kind of get his perspective on uh, what we're going to be expecting tomorrow night with some of the Bears folk. But before we get into that, let's welcome the crew back. First and foremost, now writing again for BleedingGreenNation.com, the sexiest man in the room. We call him the professor and Patty Ice here, Mr. Patrick Wall. What's happening, brother? I get billing before BLG. Uh, my for, the, for the comeback, of course, I did with Dan, oh, I did with Mike. I mean, you gotta, I, we, we haven't seen you in so long, and, and of course, we wouldn't be here, obviously, without the hard work, the dedication of this man to my left, Mr. Brandon Lee Gowden, editor-in-chief of BleedingGreenNation.com. What's up, buddy? Well, now I quit. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, that means uh, Mike and Dan are going to take over the website, and it's breaking news right now. No. Um, God help us all. I want to remind everybody that, indeed, we are brought to you by the Eagles Almanac 2014, which, of course, has insight from a bunch of the awesome beat writers and bloggers that you uh, read and listen and watch every day, from Tim McManus and Joe Cabadier, our very own Brandon Lee Gowton, Tommy Lawler, Jimmy Kemsky, just to name a few, has a lot of great insights. And guys, go get it today. Eagles Almanac 
Gowden.com. First and foremost, Brandon Lee Gowden, what have we been missing at practice, my friend? There's been a lot of talk of uh, things that make me excited. One is Bo Allen. That's always great. Two is Lashady McCoy uh, being the excellent man that he is, and a lot of people saying that he's pretty much winning every day. But catch us up, my friend. What have you been seeing there every day at camp? Well, some of the new things have been that, well, there aren't any new things. I, I wrote an article <laughs> today that, you know, it's been a really boring camp, and that's not a bad thing because there's not a lot of drama. There's not a lot of injuries, knock on wood. This time last year, they had three ACL injuries. They had Macklin, they had Ben, they had Jason Phillips. They have none, no kind of major injuries this year. So, you know, that's that's good, I guess, for now. Uh, it, it, it hasn't been too different. I mean, you have Jordan Matthews you know, getting attention every day. The Sean McCoy is always great. Like you said, Brandon Boykin to me at this point, like, I, you know, I don't pay attention to him too much anymore because he's always making plays. It's kind of just routine at this point. Uh, Bo Allen, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, he's been written about a lot this week. I haven't really, you know, it's hard to judge because these guys are, they're, they're in pads, but you know, they're not tackling to the ground and, you know, they're not really doing real full on scrimmage. So it's hard to evaluate the linemen, you know, especially defensive linemen because they're, you know, their job is part of their job is to get after the quarterback and obviously they can't get near the quarterback you know they're not allowed to in, in practice but uh yeah definitely some some young guys to keep an eye on Taylor Hart is a guy that's probably stood out yeah, uh, one, should be yeah. mentioned yeah he just watching him on one-on-one drills you know he's a big guy he's like six six or so and you can he uses his size like you can see that you know he's just he's big he's not going to do anything too fancy to beat you you know he's just going to go out there and he's strong he's big He's just going to overpower you. And, you know, I really like what I've seen out of him. Patrick, since you've been away for so long, what has been kind of your perspective as far as any particular players that are really jumping out at you or aren't making enough noise for you thus far in camp? And what kind of what are you looking for tomorrow night to kind of maybe jazzercise your attitude a little bit there? Well, you know, it's. It's been great. I got to say, first of all, kudos to uh, the BGN guys, because while I was at uh, a lake in central Virginia in the middle of absolute nowhere, I knew I could still get my my training camp updates from <laughs> BleedingGreenNation.com. Right. It was fantastic. A, an unnecessary plug, but you, know, you guys are great. Oh, we appreciate it. <laughs> as far as what I want to see to make to make me happy and get football back together, um, you know, I think everybody's talking about Jordan Matthews and all the hype there. I want to see uh, I want to see Marcus the second man. Yeah, I, I I feel like he might be the least hyped first round pick the Eagles have had in God only knows how long, because at least with like Danny Watkins, we talked about it because we hated it. Yeah. But like, I feel like I feel like Jordan Matthews was like, like, I feel like the way that we that like people are talking about him is how people are talking about Sammy Watkins. Like everyone's forgetting about my boy, Marcus. I want to see him. Uh, I want to see him play a lot. I want to see him play in a lot of different spots. You know, other than that, I want to see some safety battles. I just want to see some football, man. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's kind of interesting that you bring up uh, Marcus Smith because that's one of the guys that it's uh, it's still a big question mark. And I think everybody wants to kind of see him. And I feel afraid that if he doesn't come out and at least show us a little bit of something tomorrow night. It's really going to turn the fan base and be like, oh, why the hell? It's going to go back to the old adage. Well, why didn't we draft, you know, I don't know, throw in any random player, any other wide receiver there. And uh, another guy I feel that way with, Brandon, is Malcolm Jenkins. I know that 
from what we've read and what you've seen out there, it looks like he has been a great fit out there. It's a definite upgraded safety. But is there any worry that it's a little bit, I don't know, not over, I don't want to say overhyped, but is the fit correct right now in your eyes? Does he fit the system? Is he that locker room guy or is that just somebody that's, you know, he's a nice guy and he likes to talk to people type of feel? No, I think, you know, it's not just the fact that he's well-spoken and, you know, he's a leader, quote unquote, as as far as the, the Eagles wanting to bring him in. I think he's been the real deal so far in training camp. You know, he's always out there every single day. He's breaking up passes. He's making interceptions. Uh, I don't have the exact stats, but I, I'm pretty confident that he's leading the the team in interceptions in training camp. And that's not just off Sanchez, you know, that's, that's Foles, Sanchez, maybe even Barkley a little bit. I mean, he, he really stands out. And the other thing about him is, you know, his versatility. And that's something that was talked a lot about when he was signed here. But it's not just, you know, that's not just being spouted off as some cliche. It's true, you know, in training camp, I've noticed him cover running backs, receivers, tight ends. You know, he's lined up all over. Uh, I love watching him and Jordan Matthews one-on-one. They have these one-on-one uh, wide receiver defensive back drills. And those guys just go so hard. And Matthews had the best of of Jenkins the other day. I think they went up against each other at least two times. And it was clear that, you know, it was a close battle. You know, nothing was one easy. But it was funny because at one point uh, on the second rep, you know, Matthews beat beat Jenkins with a like an over over the shoulder catch. And and Matt, and Jenkins was pretty close to knocking it down. Uh, but Matthews got it and started running up the field and, and Jenkins just got up and he just, he started clapping. Like he just started applauding <laughs> him because he was like, Hey, that was, that was a good, you know, he, he knew he earned it. So, you know, I think you really have to like what you've seen out of, out of Malcolm Jenkins so far out of what we've been able to see, you know, us being the people who are attending training camp. I think he's going to be, you know, he's not going to be a star, but I think he's going to, I think he's going to be a pleasant surprise for some people. And, you know, there's a lot of other camp aspects that we want to get into. Uh, the other kind of big story, of course, while uh, Patrick was away, uh, the hint of Kelly Green jerseys that were, got everybody excited for about 15 minutes, <laughs> completely snatched away from uh, the grasp of hope and dreams and all that stuff is, you know, maybe an alternate jersey because it's a long process and all that stuff. But Patrick, just out of curiosity. Kelly Green, Midnight Green, where are you at? I don't think I've tweeted as much in the last six months as I did for that, like, two hours where I thought <laughs> Kelly Green was going to happen. I am, like, a uniform nerd. I love this stuff. Uh, it's tough to say. I feel like everybody loved the the 1960 Kelly Green jerseys. I admit I have one in my closet right now. Um, I think you couldn't bring it back like that. I think they're kind of hokey. So I think it really I think the answer is it depends on how they look. But I think fans just sort of pine for that Kelly Green and give the organization a lot of credit here, I think, because for a long time uh, and even still, I think there's there's enough residual that you could say it's still ongoing that the people felt like the Eagles organization didn't really care what the fans think. And I can tell you from being with the team for a couple of years that that's definitely not the case. And I think the, the Kelly Green jerseys is maybe the most uh notable example of that but to your question i honestly think i'd rather keep the midnight greens after hemming and hawing about it for a while son of a bitch uh, no. i know son of a bitch i know no. i changed my mind on this like five <laughs> times but i just think they need an update um i agree i think the kelly greens would be fun i just uh, 
Yeah, I'm all the, about the throwback stuff, but I just uh, I think people have that in their heads of like, oh, I don't want to go back to the boring Kelly Green jerseys that you saw in the throwbacks in 2010. I'm saying update update the jerseys just in that color. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, I mean, it is a big deal functionally with the NFL and trying mm-hmm. to change everything and all the colors and all that stuff. And I understand why, but Brandon, you had a great point when it first come out of just like it's the perfect storm, though. I mean, it's Chip Kelly. It's Kelly Green. It's all these beautiful things. The other thing that surprised me, too, was such the turn. All the people that, uh, where did all the Midnight Green fans suddenly come from when it came out, too? And like, like, oh, yeah, no, Midnight Green's such a more unique color. Let me tell you, brother, Midnight Green is a Subaru from 1999. All right? That's all it is. Like, I'm just saying, I've always hated the color. I never understood why people... we we've been been screaming about it for ten years, then all of a sudden we finally semi get our wish, and everybody's like, "Now the midnight green's better," and and keep the black jersey. Let's just I don't know, it's crazy. But Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, it's so weird. You yes. can never be happy. Sports, jeez, oh man. Uh, but I think it, I may have changed my mind. I think you may have just changed my mind again. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. Yeah, Brandon, I, I mean, like, I knew you were a Kelly Green fan, but where, where are you at right now? How, how would you feel if we just suddenly, by some miracle, two or three years now, we switch to Kelly Green uniforms again? Oh, I think it'd be great, but you kind of touched on this a little bit. Is I kind of just think they need some kind of update. You know, you look at what the Seahawks did. Uh, I guess it was a couple off seasons ago now. You know, they kind of made it look more modern. I, I feel like yeah. they have to go towards that. And they need like a more modern-y kind of jersey. The midnight green to me, it's it's nothing special. It's not bad. I don't think it's a bad color. I just think it's it's just nothing special. It's kind of boring. Yeah, it's just I want give me Starship Troopers esque futuristic <laughs> with Kelly Green on it. That's all I'm saying. Like I think people have it in their minds of the gonna go back to I mean the and a lot of other people pointed out the old logo, which again is not it's happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen, and I don't. I don't want them really to. That's the thing I I would kind of leave alone because I like the newer newer yeah. style of it. No, I but agree. I, I think it reminds a lot of people of Buddy Ryan, and of course it does. But also, it's kind of weird that I want Kelly Green so bad, considering how bad most of the teams were in Kelly Green and the zero amount of like playoff appearances that happened and all that stuff. So I I, I don't know. I I think it's I think for me it's it's a it's the final like goodbye Andy era uh, of it and i that's that would be like the last step of like hey see you later and all that stuff but uh we're gonna get into some uh, training camp stuff right now but we want to welcome in from uh, the windy city gridiron uh the i believe the editor-in-chief over there he's got a great football mind mr lester a Wiltfong jr what's going on Wester? how are you bud Doing good, guys. How you doing? Good, good. We uh, we're excited to have you on because it's always good to have just a kind of different perspective of kind of what we're going up against. First of all, is there any still uh, wounds or patches, uh, you know, from last December after the fifty-four point throttling that you guys incurred? I have no idea what you're talking about. That game. <laughs> <laughs> now, in all seriousness, I, I do think that Chicago has uh, is on a on a big offensive uptick. And uh, Mark Tressman's done a tremendous job, and I think if it wasn't for a couple other, you know, uh, things like Chip, your Chip Kelly's and Andy Reid's having the big success and Ron Rivera's, I think he's underdue a lot of credit in there. But what do you see as far as uh, you know Chicago going into this season and especially into this game? You know, they had one of the best offenses last year. You know, obviously they were up there in points and yards. Uh, they did it with a couple different quarterbacks, uh, but the, the supporting cast around him. 
really good right now. Ron Cutler, Bill Marshall, uh, Jeffrey, uh, you know, the running backs are good. You know, the whole the whole offense is good. The offensive line is better. Uh, the problem last year, obviously, was with the uh, the defense. Just they had so many injuries early. Uh, they had to have, have guys trying off the street to, to compete. And uh, they had some rookies that they that they had no intention of playing. They were forced to play them, so they just make a lot of rookie mistakes. And this was an all around bad bad showing on the D last year. So Phil Emery really addressed that this offseason really hard. Uh, went after the defensive line pretty hardcore in free agency and in the draft. Uh, so it should be a, a much better defense on paper anyway. Lester, you have a, a player on your roster over there at the Bears. Uh, Shea McClellan hasn't really been the player that Chicago has probably wanted him to be to this point in his career. Uh, it's kind of funny because the Eagles have a you know, a misfit on their roster in, in the form of Brandon Graham trying to play 3-4 outside linebacker when he, he just seems more suited to be a 3-4 defensive end. Now, this is actually a question I asked Kev over there at uh, Windy City Gridiron in our question exchange this week. But, you know, how do you feel about some kind of, like, Brandon Graham for Shea McClellan swap? How how do you feel about McClellan? Yeah, I think McClellan is in the, the, the role right now. He probably should have been all along. Um, he, he was obviously drafted to a defensive end in, in, a, in a Tampa 2 defense. Uh, and, and, and that kind of defense is all about speed off the edge. Um, McClellan had that. The problem was he could not set the edge against the run. Um, there were just some problems he had at the point of attack, um, which is actually some of the problems he would also have playing as a 3-4 outside linebacker. Uh, he wouldn't be asked to solely rush the passer um, as a 3-4 outside linebacker. He'd have to do a lot of the same things that a 4-3 Tampa 2 end does, you know, set the edge, you know, in the run game. Uh, make sure nothing gets outside. I mean, those were his problems. I think as a, as a strong side, uh, a backer in a four three, and maybe the occasional pass rusher, uh, that may be his best role in the pros. I know it's a uh, preseason here, but are there any matchups that you see um, being a good test either for the Eagles or the Bears as far as um, you know getting some guys some good looks and, and getting some good competition on film? I think it's a good a good matchup for the first game, even though the starters won't play much. Um, the Eagles are going to come out and they're going to have a really fast tempo. So I think it's going to be a good, a good uh, showing if the Bears, you know, brand new defensive linemen are able to get after the passer. You know, Lamar Houston, uh, Jared Allen, um, you know, th- those guys, uh, uh, Willie Young, uh, uh, the, and the two rookie defensive tackles, Wilson Diego Ferguson. You know, I think it's a good test going against a, a team that wants to play at a high tempo to see if these guys can match that. And, and get to the get to the quarterback. And a couple of guys that I'm actually really interested in, especially during the draft. And I was actually really upset that you took both of them. One being Kyle Fuller because I think he's an absolute stud. Uh, the other one that dropped a little bit uh, was Christian Jones. And how do you get the? How do you think they are developing thus far at camp? I know the Martellus Bennett thing kind of slowed some things down between him and Kyle Fuller. But, I mean, what um, with those two guys, uh, do you sense that they'll get a lot of playing time tomorrow night? You know, I think Kyle Fuller will get a lot. Uh, he's been playing with the ones a bit at, at corner. Um, but before camp started, the Bears announced that they were going to play Kyle Fuller uh, in the nickel package as the, as the outside corner while they kicked Pro Bowler Tim Jennings in the nickel. So they already had planned on him getting a lot of reps. But now Tim Jennings has, been, has, has had some injury problems. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of Kyle Fuller. Uh, you know, I'm not sure how much he'll play you know, on Friday night, uh, but you know he'll get some playing time. And then Christian Jones, you know, he, he, he fell you know, all the way out of the draft and very, very able to sign him as a free agent. And uh, so far, he's looked really good at camp. He's really big, strong, and fast. And he's, you know, every time he's been on at, at training camp, all, all, all the all the guys that are covering the, the team say he really stands out every day in practice. 
Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's going to be fun because I my my goal is, and I really hope that Kyle Fuller goes up against our boy Jordan Matthews over here because I, I I think both of them have enough camp hype to kind of you know cover the earth with uh, all its awesomeness at all at once. So, um, is is there anything else that you're looking in for? Uh, tomorrow night that we should be expecting? You know, we talked a little bit about the linebackers. You know, that's, that's still, you know, up in the air. Uh, you know, Lansbury is the only guy they have that's sure sure of starting. Uh, deep, you know, in the middle, you have D.J. Uh, Williams, who's been running with the one. Uh, but Jonathan Bostic is also in the mix there. Uh, and that strong linebacker, you know, it's, it's, so far it's been Shane McClellan. Uh, but, you know, his job's not, you know, set by no means. Then, of course, you have the safety. Uh, you know, it seems like every day in camp, the Bears have a new group of safeties out there. And just today, you have... Uh, Former Pro Bowler Adrian Wilson has been, been chirping on Twitter a little bit, saying that he has something to prove and that he wants to get out there and make a big difference on Friday. And you know, I'm not sure how much he'll play, you know, being a, a, a little older. But you know, I'm excited to see you know those guys get out there and compete. Well, Lester, I think we can both agree that it, finally we'll get to see a little bit of football action, see the rookies in touch, and all that good stuff. Hey, you guys do a great job over at uh, Windy City Gridiron, and we thank you so much, Lester, for coming on BGN Radio uh, tonight. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Lester, my friend, I thank you so much. Uh, guys, you know he commutes from downtown Chicago up to Wisconsin like every day. It's an hour-and-a-half train ride. That is a uh, special dedication to the city right there. So uh, that uh, authentic, of course, as he was riding the train back, but we thank him so much for coming on with us. Well, let's get uh, let's get down to business here, uh, Mr. Patrick Wall. Give me the few play. Give me one offensive, one defensive player that you are absolutely staring at tonight. Ooh, well, I'll start with defense. Uh, like I said before, I want to see uh, Marcus Smith the second. Um, I want to see him moving around. I want to see him play inside. I want to see him play outside. Um, I'd like to see him play like the entire second half. If that's not asking too much, I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, on offense, you know, I kind of want to see. Uh, I want to see Alan Barbre. How about that? Yeah, I want to see hey. him. Uh, I want to see him with the ones. I want to, you know. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of, you know, it sucks. But if he's going to be your starter for the first month, he needs to be out there with the ones. Um, I'd like to see a little bit of co uh, of cohesion there. The beauty of this offense, there's like a thousand guys you want to see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Barbara is actually a, a great one, and it's. I was just thinking about that the other day because if I told a Packers fan from 2008. And he'd be like our, our starting tackle. I, I feel it. I feel there's like a big King Dunlap type relationship, you know, with this guy. And that's that's definitely a great one to kind of look out for. BLG, who do you have in mind for tonight? Yeah, give me, uh, you know, I'll do what Patrick did. Give me the the defensive player. I'll take uh, I'll take Jalen Watkins, and I'll tell you why. Because you know he really has kind of had like an invisible. Uh, training camp and I don't think that's necessarily because he's been bad because if he's been bad you know I think that would be really standing out uh, but he really hasn't been good either so it's kind of just you know like where is he right now and, and you know sometimes it's kind of funny I look back at this draft class and I kind of forget that he was their fourth pick for some reason I don't know it's kind of just falls in, right. in between the cracks there but uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see how Jalen does and then on offense you know obvious the obvious pick is Jordan Matthews yes. I'm not going to say him because everyone's looking for him we already Kind of talked about him, but uh, you know, uh, who did I have here? Um, oh, I want to see Lane. If 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 Patrick's taking you know Barbara with the starters, <laughs> I want to see Lane against the backups. And I feel like you know, if he's really made the leap, I mean, he should be dominating out there against backups. So That's I think that'll point. be interesting to watch. 
That is a great point. Absolutely. I know everybody's going to be looking at Jordan Matthews, and I mentioned it talking with Lester. I really do want him going up against Kyle Fuller because I think he's cream of the crop type of cornerback that's going to be a star in this league. I, everything I've read about him and every th- every highlight tape and every draft breakdown thing, I was obsessed with him. I'm sorry that the Eagles couldn't get him. I want to see Jordan Matthews against him because I want to really see how good this kid could be. Uh, and it's going to be amazing to finally see it happen for better or for worse uh, going into it. So that's going to be really exciting for me. Um, I would say I am, I have, since the day they announced his name, I've been obsessed with Bo Allen. I think he's a, a big Thor. I, I love him. I love the attitude. Being an Iowa Hawkeyes fan, I know what he's capable of. Uh, Iowa Hawkeyes offensive linemen are pro factories, and he would pretty much tear them apart. So I, I, I am, I really do think, and I know this is probably against what Brandon has been saying. I do think Bo Allen could take over the position ish. I mean, have more snaps eventually over Benny by, you know, late in the season. Uh, I, I really do see this guy as, especially against the run, is is where it's at. I think that's that's you're going to see him on every running down eventually in the season. Is he a great pass rusher? Not really. But in a two-gap system, I think he could be phenomenal, and I hope I'm proven right somewhat uh, tomorrow night. And BLG, I know you kind of have a different opinion. Ring the bell. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> Ring the bell. No, I, I think uh, Allen's like you said. We talked about we talked about him a little earlier. I think he's had a good camp, from what I can tell, and what from others are saying. I definitely think he has a chance to steal some playing time. You know, because even though Benny might be the starter at nose tackle, I mean the backup's going to play. That you know, Damian Square had a a number of reps where he was playing as the backup nose tackle last year. So there's going to be situations where he is going to play. I'm sure a starter goes i mean i don't know maybe i mean i, I kind of want to see him in game action first sure. i just feel like you know you know benny i get i think he gets a rough deal sometimes and a lot just because from that playoff loss and i really don't think it's fair to blame that loss on him Absolutely. and i think a lot of people did so you know that's why i kind of get a little defensive with him because i i just feel like it was too reactionary it was like oh well we lost to the saints well benny logan sucks and you know he can't play <laughs> nose tackle i'm like all right well that's probably a little too far so, so that's, you know, that's why I, I like to, you know, I, and I, I just think Benny's a really good guy. I think he's going to surprise people, but we'll see. I won't be, you know, either way, you know, as long as you're getting good production from that spot, you know, doesn't I, matter. Well, that's what I mean. I, I, I don't mean to say that Benny Logan sucks. He doesn't at all. Right. In my yeah, opinion, I, get you. I, I think he's great. I think both of them are, are eventually going to come to. 50-50 is kind of playing time. I don't really know how to phrase that. I just think that they're going to get equal amount of playing time as the season progresses because here's the other thing. I can't wait for Lewis Nix to fail, and I can't <laughs> wait for people to eat so much crap about that stuff. He, You know, he hasn't played a snap in Houston, so I can't really judge him on that. I just know that we got a better player four rounds later, in my opinion, at nose tackle, and I can't wait for a lot of people to eat a bunch of shit on that because <laughs> they were screaming about it. And I just, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm overly excited about Bo Allen. I probably shouldn't be, but it's one of the things we're looking forward here too. Uh, we want to get all your reactions and all of you know the guys that you're looking out for. So again, in the thread, 
Uh, that's what it's there for, obviously, because we have a BLG runs an awesome community here along with everybody else. And uh, hit us up on Twitter at BGN underscore radio, and we will tweet out to the world tonight as we go up against the Chicago Bears. Uh, Patrick Wall, final thoughts. Football's back, man. Anything else? Football's back. Let's do it. <laughs> BLG? Two things. Score prediction, because it's preseason, uh, why not? See, we, I'm, I'm so rusty. What's wrong with me? We're going to go... Eagles 24, Bears 21. Oh, and the second thing, the Eagles Almanac, obviously get that. The pre-order is ending soon. You know, we have a $40 pre-order thing where you can write a prediction in the Almanac itself. If you buy that, you know, that's ending soon. We should have the actual copies, you know, coming out soon. So get on that quick. Score prediction, uh, Patrick Wall. 56. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. 56. 56. <laughs> no, 56 to 8. Oh, 56 to 8. Oh, yeah. That's impressive. Ooh. They're going to they're going to safety GJ Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> 56 to 8 a uh, mighty victory for the pre I uh, my score prediction uh nobody get hurt, nobody get hurt, nobody get hurt. Uh that's that's all I really care about. But uh, 30 32 32 28 equals loss. There. There we go. Uh but uh Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening uh, to BGN episode number 37, and we will see you tomorrow night. For Patrick Wall, for Mr. BLG Brandon Lee Gowton, and for myself, John Barchard, we thank you so much for listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. 